another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Um, I am your host. Uh, we are looking at the Man United game. It's taken us 14 years to get um, a good victory at Old Trafford. I am joined by two stone stone schooners and soon to be joined also by David, the Man United fan who joined us for the preview show. Um, introducing uh, by, um, uh, with no further ado, old man Trev. How are you, Trev? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm still smiling, Fergus. Still smiling. It's loads to talk about tonight, and 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 we're going to be happy all night, aren't we? I, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah, it's going to be fun, mate. And I uh, can't wait for David to join us. Hello, Leo. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good. Thank you very much, Trev. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a Lee, cheesy smile you, you got going on, on there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you haven't been on for a while. You've been busy doing some other things and having some huge rants in the process, haven't you? Not Are you happier? I'm very much happier after that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see it coming. I'm, I'm not like Trev. I know like Trev very, very much like the positive man of, of you know, and he does give me a little, uh, uh, a little boost every now and then with his positivity. But I didn't see that coming on on Sunday. But Bloody hell, when it did, it was bloody lovely, wasn't it? It was absolutely fantastic, right, you know. Couldn't be more proud of the Aguna uh, over the last few days. I thought everything about that performance is what we've wanted for a very, very long time. So, um, yeah, well happy, well happy. And, uh, yeah, to beat Man United, I love it. Especially at Old Trafford. There's something special about beating them at Old Trafford. Of course. Lee, I've got you. We're not there. Oh, uh, do you imagine that journey home would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? Like you know, what I mean, it would have been absolutely fantastic, bumping into people on the on the um, motorway, you know, on the way home, yeah. and it just been it would have been fantastic. But it's not to be. Um, but uh, it's one of the great. I, I I always think it's one of the great grounds to go to as well. It's not as um, loud as it used to be, is it, Trev? But it's still an iconic ground. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's still old-fashioned in its way, isn't it? I mean, yeah, they don't yeah. have television screens there or or anything like that, you know. So yeah, that's I get that, Lee. That, that's because the yeah. scouts have beat them. That's what I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we 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 need to introduce a very brave young man, a friend and colleague of mine, David McGuinness. David was with us on Sunday and had a chat with Trev uh, for the preview match. And to quote you, uh, was cautiously confident about uh, beating the mighty Arsenal. Um, and I spoke to you on Monday morning and I said, oh, what do you reckon of the game? And I said, did you fancy coming on a face in the music? And you went, fuck it, why not? <laughs> David, how are you? Listen, credit where credit's due. But the, the, the cautiously optimistic piece, Ferg, was was, was very intentional. Um, it's, it's one of these things I think we've had to become, become used to as, as United fans of late, whereby just as you string enough enough results together whereby you begin to to begin to feel you've turned the corner it's 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 quite um it's quite usually followed by disappointment um but listen arsenal with a better team sunday um there's no doubt the game that was won in midfield um and listen we, we we lost to the better team on the day unfortunately but it's um it doesn't make it any easier to to take and introducing, obviously, Lee. You've not met Lee before, Lee. Uh, Lee, David, David Lee. They've been doing all this on live. Oh, we normally all do this before we come on, don't we? <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Listen, so Aubameyang's second-half penalty gave Arsenal the first Premier League win away over Manchester United uh, since 2006. We did uh, beat Man United um, in uh, the League Cup when Welbeck scored and was also, I think, one in the FA Cup when Monreal scored. Premier League-wise, it's been a long time coming, Lee, hasn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, you know, every year you think, over the last four, five, five years, you think this is going to be the year we're going to beat Man United. Um, and um, it, it, I've gone up there all those times and been disappointed. You know, No more so than when, do you remember when Rashford made his debut, uh, Premier League debut and scored two goals? That day, that day was... Uh, in disarray with injuries and everything that day, and like uh, I thought, right, well, this is the time we're going to beat them, and we didn't. And on the last couple of games, we've we've gone up there and got draws, and 
I felt we like last season. I thought we'd done okay against them, but you know, not enough to beat them. But this one, we we did, and it, you know, as I said, it, it, Man United, barring Spurs, are are the biggest rivals to us over the last sort of. I'd say like going back even to the nineties with the old uh, the the the, the brawl um, at Old Trafford. Old Trafford, yeah, yeah. There, there was the one before that in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, ninety one. Yeah, when they missed the penalty, Brian McLean missed the penalty, um, put it over the bar on the last. But that's where it all started from between Arsenal and Man United. That day at Ivory, that was the day that the the war between Arsenal and Man United really kicked off. You know, there wasn't that What's real what? rivalry before that. Wasn't that the um, the only uh, game where they actually had video mic, uh, the, the, the refs mic'd up and people on the TV could actually hear? Um, Tony Adams calling the referee a see you next and all this. That, no, that, that was against that was against Millwall. That was that was against Millwall, um, which was bad enough. Game. But th- this one was when um, we was two 0 up. Do you remember it, Jeff? We was two 0 up, and uh, Man United come back to two one and had a penalty in the last kick of the game with Brian McLeod, and he put it over the bar in the North Bank. And I think I don't Nigel, remember it, yeah, N- Nigel Winterburn gave him a little bit of stick that day, and I think it sort of. It started from there, and that was when the hatred, I believe, between the two sides really did stem from it. I, d- I didn't really feel that it was that bad before then, um, in my opinion, and and, it, and it's just got heated. When, you know, when the two teams were at their at their very very best. But um, I, I watched the game. Funny enough, um, on uh, over the weekend they had the two thousand and two game on, and I turned around to to Michelle and I said to her like we're never putting performances like that against Arsenal, against Man United again. You know, that was, that was it, you know, Vieira and Edu dominating the midfield. And love and behold, you know, I see um, Partey and uh, Elneny doing exactly that two days later. Fantastic, fantastic. It's about time. And uh, I think that, you know, we've, I, I think Arsenal played exceptionally well. I think that, if I'll be honest, Man United played into our hands a little bit with the formation they did. but. Um, I thought we dominated it from start to finish. I'm not being biased on that. I felt that we was the better side from... from I thought... I'd, 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 I'd have to agree. But l- listen, it wasn't the greatest contest between the two clubs. You ran through yeah. some of the ones over the over the years. We've always fought it out for the big prizes and everything else. Trev, uh, Aubameyang ended a five-game go- run without a goal. Um, and he sent... Um, uh, De Gea the wrong way after 69 minutes. I'll ask David's opinion on the penalty in a minute. But what did you um, what did you make of that horrendous, horrific tackle? That uh, honestly, Pogba should be in jail for it, shouldn't he? <laughs> well, if it was given against us, we'd be gutted, wouldn't it? Good evening, by the way, optimistic Dave. How are you, son? Nice <laughs> talking to you again, pal. Um, you know, I, I just want to dwell on the first half, Fergus. You can't move me on without talking about it. No, 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 no. Carry on. That, the first half of football was was probably the best I've seen Arsenal play in a long, long time, many a year, without scoring a goal, right? We, we just dominated from start to finish. Um, the, 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 the press we played and, 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 and looking at party making his runs from the midfield. And, and and what we did was we played many more forward balls from the midfield. We didn't play so much square football from the midfield in the first half. And we went in at half-time and I honestly couldn't see us losing. I could not see us losing. And fortunately, it all panned out. Aubameyang, all right, he scores them all now. But, you know, whenever Aubameyang runs up to take a penalty, I remember Wembley was it the season before last when, it, when, when, it, when he missed one. And and it, it just I just can't watch I just can't watch because I can't go through that again. But no, I was so pleased with our performance, and I, I had a feeling we'd win. And normally I say we'll win, don't I? Because I'm an Arsenal fan, and I say we're going to win. Lee touched on it just now. I can't say that we're ever going to lose. But you've got to look at taking it back to this season, right? Man United have lost their games, and they've lost them big, and they've been weak. They're a poor side, Man United, at the moment, right? Whereas the Arsenal, we, we got beat by, by Liverpool on another day we get something out of that game. We should have we should have at least drawn with Manchester City by Leicester. 
Uh, we got well and truly raped, pillaged and mugged off by Leicester. You know, so going into it, I thought we're not as bad as people think. We don't need to be down about this. We've got a right good shout here against this Manchester United team. You know, and it turned out to be the case. I just, David, you just, I, I just got this horrible feeling you might have a similar season to you had in 1973-74, uh, mate. I don't know if you remember. Oh, you won't remember that season. But uh, <laughs> just to enlighten you, that was the year Man United got relegated. And you're in trouble. Well, interesting. If, 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 if Ole don't start kicking some backsides and kicking them sharpish, you're in big trouble. We should have had three well, or four on, on Sunday. We should have had three or four. It's interesting you mentioned that season, Trev, because uh, uh, I, I was read it, reading an article on on, on Monday, um, and it just exemplifies the, the the level of inconsistency at the club at the moment. It's the worst home start. Um, since that season you've just made reference to, and yet it's um, the best away start to a season we've ever made. Um, and it's the inconsistency that that's a killer at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah and Lee, you know... Sorry, Fergus. Sorry, mate. Right. Sorry, go on. No, 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 go, go, go. I was just, just going to say... Um, I forgot what I was talking about now. No, Lee, <laughs> Lee was just saying about, uh, you know, the battles between Man United and Arsenal... And and we really needed that performance to, to bring that back to life again because it was I was watching the the after game podcast uh, with with the Ivory Squad with the princess on and she was she was going crazy because she actually got the score right and and she said that it would get a penalty and blah 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 so she was over the moon but they had a young Man United fan on there after the game credit to the lad he went on there right he didn't have to but he said. See, his memories of Arsenal v Man U, because he's a young man, has always been of Man U bullying the Arsenal. So that would have been the last 10 years, probably, Lee, you know, when we've yeah. had this tiny little side of, of Man U have bullied us. The youngsters nowadays, they don't remember the late 90s and, 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 and the early 2000s. When, in fact, if anything, it was the other way around. I'm not saying we had it all our own way, but it was very tight. Every game was was a monster of a game, you know. So we really needed to put in that performance. We really need to 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 get these players playing like that again because you don't realise how much time passes and the memories of when we used to have them really exciting games are getting further away. You know what I mean? It's 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 a shame. So I'm really listen, pleased we had that performance. Listen, um, we, we we say how good the performance was from Arsenal over Man United, especially in the first half. But if you look at some of the stats, the stats at half time was there was one shot on target, and that was Greenwood who put it straight down Leno's throat. So you know, it, as much as we're we're crowing. Uh, saying how fantastic we were. I did think we played really, really well. I did think we pressed. I think every man um, was was fantastic on that pitch. El Neni deserves a huge shout out. Gabriel, um, more than party in my view, but party, you could see why um, we all had a party when we signed him. Uh, but what did you make of the What did you make of the first half, then, David? Because you, you we're crowing saying it's fantastic, and we're saying you were absolutely dog crap but what did you think do you think it was that different um i don't know it, it, it mean look i think if any team were going to score to be fair with the exception of the greenwood chance for I, I felt like arsenal looked the more lively um it's one of these things i think the way we set up in that game it was i don't mind the diamond um it worked quite well against leipzig uh, in the week but uh, on sunday we didn't have the players um, to accommodate the formation. I mean, I think when you play quite narrow, uh, certainly in the midfield, you think you rely on your fullbacks for width. And Wambasaka just, he's, in my opinion, one of the best right backs defensively there are in the world. I mean, I, you would be hard pushed to get past him no matter, no matter who you are. But going forward, I just think he's quite, well, he's lacking. Um, Show ain't, ain't bad, but he's not great either. And I just I felt that we played into Arsenal's hands. Um, we were just we were second best in all areas, and and and, and Arsenal, particularly midfield, I thought were head and shoulders on Sunday. Um, and I, I said this to to, to Ferg on on Monday, guys. It would be interesting to get your views. Um, it is a bit of a big shout, but 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 party, in my opinion, is as good a, a midfielder as I've certainly based on Sunday as I've seen since Patrick Vieira in an Arsenal shirt. 
Lee, I was going to ask you that question next. So, yeah, um, what was your view on party, and is he is is he the part? Well, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I'm I'm been for three games in, he's been outstanding. What I would say about the comparison with Vieira is it, when Patrick Vieira come into the side against um, Sheffield Wednesday that day. I, I I don't know if you remember it, Trevor. You will do. You just thought, wow, what a player we've got here. It was just it was it was just. Uh, spontaneous this this all he had the always oh, something special and I see the same um similarities with with Partey when he's coming he's just you've just seen he's a cut above I just think he's a cut above I think that you know listen I, I think Popper's a very good player I don't know what's going on with him with his attitude and whatever but for me he just absolutely bossed him he just overpowered him you know, and I, I look at Pob and I think like he didn't even look like he was bothered that, that someone was running all over him. And I think that's a bit of a worry if I was a Man United fan. But I haven't seen no one do that in an Arsenal shirt for, for a very, very long while. Diaby done it a few times, but unfortunately injuries um, copped him. But he, he was the nearest thing to that, you know. But I've not seen a midfield player since probably... Uh, well, Fabregas done it in different ways, didn't he? But like, like with the power and everything, there dominate a game since Diaby done it at Anfield a few, when he was in his in his prime. But Vieira, I I think we you know the comparisons with Vieira are going to obviously be there. But for me, you know, he's got a long way to go a bit to get anywhere near Patrick Vieira, in my opinion. Like, you know, Trev. Um... Uh, Lee speaks highly there of of party. Uh, just behind him was Gabriel. Uh, for me, I thought he had an outstanding game. And behind him, you got Leno. Are we starting to build a spine of this team? Yeah, well, of course we are, Fergus. Of course we are, mate. It's, it's what it's what we've been crying out for. Us fans have known it for years, right, that we needed to build a spine to our side. We needed that big, strong, impressive midfielder. We needed that big, strong, impressive centre-back. And this season... Arsenal, whoever chooses what players we get, have finally caught up with the fans, and they've done that. And and and, and it, it's, you can see the difference in the side. And, you know, going back to the to the to the Vieira, Patrick Vieira, his best had won games for the Arsenal before he stepped on the field because the opposition knew what was coming, right? And and I, I I'm not I'm with Lee all the way. You can't mention Party in the same sentence as Vieira yet for for his for his performances with Arsenal. But you can see there's a possibility that we've got a very special player on our hands that may end up at that level. And and the interesting thing for me as well, right, Fergus, another point that, that came to me, El Nenny. El Nenny never got his chance before this season at the Arsenal. I'm going to sing my own praises a little bit. I always thought there was a bit of a player in there. And the way El Nenny played on Sunday reminded me a bit of the way Vieira used to play with Petit, you know. Um, he was a, the, the, the legs on the man, the legs on the man. The, I mean, that, that clip that's going all over Facebook at the moment in the 91st minute, where he, I bet he's run 200 metres in that in, in about 30 seconds, you know, and, and it eventually pressured Man U to put it out of play. We can't we can't get above our station because I'm not having a go at you here, David. Hopefully you'll realise that. We weren't playing a brilliant Man United side. We will play a hard, it will be a tougher game this weekend against Villa. I'm sure it will be, you know, but you can only play what's on the field at the time. And and I was so impressed. I thought, starting from the back, starting from Leno, I think that someone must have had a word with Leno because he didn't put himself under pressure with the short ball, did he? He played a good nope. few more long balls. He played the short ball when it was on, but if the press was coming, he oofed it up the field, you know? So he didn't put that pressure on himself. And it, and it started, I think it started from there. And we built through the side. And I was so happy with everything that went off, you know. Um, 1 to 11. I can't pick a bad performance 1 to 11. Mm. David, you know. David um, Pogba, big words about Pogba. Pogba gave away the penalty. I thought personally it was a soft penalty, but seeing the replay, there was an element of contact, but it was soft. I thought. Bellerin went. He, he listen. If he was on strictly come dancing, he definitely would have got a seven for that. Definitely. Um, but uh, Pogba said he was too tired, or he didn't. He wasn't up to it. What What do you make of players such as him? Like we've got Ozil, you've got Pogba. You know, these are these big name players. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, it was, on the penalty, it was a penalty. Certainly nowadays it was. Um, whether you like it or whether you don't, it was. Um, I don't know, is the honest answer. He, he just, there's no doubt about his ability, but I think he, he, it's far too, again, much like the United side, more broadly speaking, it's it's far too inconsistent. Um, there's times where he just doesn't look particularly bothered about it. Doesn't look like he's he's up for it, and that's worrying. I mean, you can excuse poor performances, and uh, you know you can excuse excuse a sequence of poor performances. But when a when a player doesn't look like he's up for it, I think that's where it becomes a bit of a worry. Um, I'll be honest, I, I was, I am Bruno Fernandez's biggest fan. Absolutely, I think he's 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 one of the most exciting midfielders we've had in a long time. But but even him on Sunday, even him since since Spurs, really with the. <laughs> He was okay against Newcastle, to be fair, but he's not—he's not looked himself. Um, there was there was rumours that he'd fallen out with Solskjaer after Spurs, but um, I, was, I was going to say. So, what is fundamentally the problem um, there? Is the problem Ollie? Possibly, possibly, but I think look, it goes against sort of the fundamentals of being a fan, in my opinion, to ever be in the, the sort of Ollie out. Um, camp and I'm, I'm certainly not um, I think he got it wrong on Sunday he definitely did I think the, the perhaps the team selection the formation for me didn't work um, I would have liked to have seen Van der Beek get some more time interestingly I think looking back on it uh, he had he had the most touches in Arsenal's box uh, throughout the entire United squad and he, I think he only played 15 minutes mm. Um and that was the last, towards the end of the game and uh, in the last 10 minutes for 80 minutes of the game, we hung on re- really, really well. Uh, we controlled the game and it was in the last 10 minutes where obviously some of the substitutions that came in and, and made effect. Lee, um, Lacazette, uh, was he unlucky? Does he, is he just lacking potency? He, he runs around, he works against uh, Leicester. He worried me. He was very uh, aggressive, very rash, very, uh, very angry, having goals at referees, and I, I do like his work rate, but his finishing rate is dreadful. And he he should have he should have scored early on in that first half. Oh, I don't know. I think um, Lindelof got a little bit of a touch on that one. If I'll be honest, you know, I, mean, oh. I, I, I felt that um, I, I felt that with, with um, it's a difficult one with Lacazette because you expect a little bit more. I expect a little bit more of his finishing and all that. Like, but he did create a chance for uh, Aubameyang. I, I felt that he worked hard enough on the day. Um, it gives us something that we haven't, unfortunately, we haven't got with anybody else. He he, he does give us a, a platform. But he, at the moment, he's getting brushed off a little bit. It's not easy playing against good central defenders. I, I, I think that, um, you know, people will have a go at um, in the garden and... and um, and um, Maguire, they're not as bad as what people make him out to be. I don't, I, you know, I think Maguire is still a good central defender. I think because you're playing for Manchester United, there's that scrutiny on them a little bit more than what would be for other central defenders. And, and I think with um, um, Lacazette, he given problems. He, you know, he worked him, he worked him hard, and, and, and I felt that for the first time, our front three done that. I felt that they've been, if anything, that they've been letting us down in the last few games. But I felt that Willian, after the, first, the dodgy 10, 15 minutes, and then I thought he got into the game. And certainly that was a Bamiang's best game since Fulham. So, mm. and, and I think that, you know, in my opinion, sometimes if, if you're being let down by your other players, which I think we have been in the past, it's all sort of come on Lacazette because he's missed a few chances and whatever. But I don't think you can ever question, I, I can question Willian work rate I can question a Bamiang's work rate at times and who's ever played it's certainly um a Pepe's as well but the one thing I can't question is um Lacazette's um desire and, and and work rate because he gives it every time he gives it there but I, I do feel that he maybe lacks a little bit of quality to those other players but I I think that I thought he'd done okay on, on, on Sunday and I think that um, he was part of a good performance, you know. So. I, I, look, overall, it was a great team performance. Um, Lacazette was probably unlucky, as I said, in, in parts. But just I'm, I'm looking over a few games uh, that I, I've just felt that he, he's not quite there. Um, well, William, yeah, I agree. I agree. 
William, you touch on William. Uh, Trev, you can come in on the on, on William. Um, do you think he should replace Pepe on a more regular basis? Is uh, for me, I think it's not quite there, but the Pepe boat sailed. Well, he's not really replacing Pepe, is he? Because he's probably played more football than Pepe this season anyway, you know. But um I I, I thought that Willian had his had his had his best game for us on Sunday, and I thought we had his best game linking up on that right hand side with Bellerin as well. I thought they worked well together. We've been busy on the left hand side of the field all season, and we showed a bit more on the right, which was really promising. Listening to what your boys said about Lacazette there, I love Lacazette. I, I love the man. I love his effort. But he does start to worry me a little bit that that, that he's, he's, he's not playing as well as we would like. He definitely got a touch on that, by the way. Lee, you're dead right, mate. That that chance he had in the first half, the defender just nudged it off his toe, didn't he? Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if anything, the only one that worries me a little bit is Lacazette from Sunday's performance. Not that he was bad on Sunday, just that he's not scoring in, uh, in, in quite enough goals for us, and, and hopefully that'll change. But no, I don't think Willian is replacing Pepe. I honestly don't think Pepe's been playing well enough to command a regular place in the side, Fergus. I think that Willian has been a bit hit and miss. On Sunday, he was a hit, and, and hopefully this weekend he'll be a hit again because I'm pretty sure he'll play him. Um, you know, just sitting thinking of who comes in and who comes out, mate. You know, There'll be, Come back there'll, be, to this if you want. there'll be there'll be quite a lot of changes, I think, for Thursday night against uh, yeah. Mould. Um, and then as you touched on already, Villa is a huge game. They, listen, the results against um United was very important for both Ollie and for Arteta because there was a little bit of pressure, in particular from the lead judges camp on Arteta after his <laughs> nine-minute rant. Um <laughs> but uh, no, it, it wasn't aimed directly at Arteta, it was just aimed at just a general performance after the Leicester game. But I think every Arsenal fan, anybody who has half a clue about football looking at the Leicester game went it's so predictable about what was going to happen. Vardy was going to come on with 20 minutes left and score a goal. But let's let's not uh, dwell on that. Players that have come under criticism uh, previously um, are Hector Bellerin. But after the last probably four, five, and, and listen, I'm one of the big critics of him. I said he couldn't cross his couldn't cross himself in church. You know, he can't defend. He's lost a lot of pace and everything else. Lee, how much has he improved over the last four or five games? Oh, I think he's done okay this season. I think that, you know, um, yeah. I think he's done okay. But he's always going to be one of those players that if he doesn't play well, he's going to be be um, brought out, you know. And I, I, I think that if Arsenal are going to go and challenge the titles and going on to try and do better, win leagues and things like that, then, you know, you're going to have to look to upgrade on Bellerin. But what he'd done on um, Sunday was, I, I thought, as good as right back before. I, in fact, I thought he was better than Tierney on on, um, on Sunday. Funnily um, enough, got... funnily enough, I was speaking to Mem earlier today and he mentioned, um, and we were talking about uh, Bellerin and saying how, how much he's improved. And he picked up exactly that point that Tierney got found out three, four, five times. Yeah. And Tesco Bagman, nobody will criticise. But if that, no, was, if that was Bellerin, he gets slated. Exactly right. And that's the point I was going to make. It was a header that, that, that Tierney done. And you think, well, if Bellerin done that, they'd have been all on to his case. But I also think with Bellerin, you know, for the penalty, I thought that that was cute. It was what I want to see from an Arsenal player. like Because there's been so many times and we... We don't go down. We stay on our feet and don't get decision. It was a foul, but what he done is he went down and made sure that the penalty was given. And I thought that that is what you do. You know, um, Fernandez has done that for about eight, eight or nine penalties for Manchester United, and, and and they are penalties. But he's made sure that the penalty is given. I've I've seen us on time and time again trying to stay on our feet and and not happening. I like thought we done exceptionally. I, I like that. You know, it was a penalty. He didn't dive. But what he'd done was he, he went down. And, and I, I think that he, he didn't try to stay on his feet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. He didn't try to stay on his feet. He he see the contact and, and and thought, well, I'm going, you know, I'm not going to try and stay up on my feet here. And I think that that, you know, was great. I've watched Vardy do it against uh, Man City three times, uh, twice in the game against uh, um, Manchester City. Do you remember that? No one was criticising him. So why should they criticise Bellerin for it? You know, that's my opinion on that. He's um, won you the um, game. 
It's won us the game, yeah. No, you know, there's no two ways it was a penalty. You know, listen, when you you know it's a penalty by the reaction of Pogba, he knew that it, it, it was. And I thought Bellerin done very, very well from, from that point of view. And I'm going to give him praise for that. I felt he was, uh, you know, um, uh, a little bit better than... Um, I felt on... I don't know if you all feel that. I felt on our right side was better than our left side, Um this this game and that we we've not been out to say that all season. Our left side's been potent. It's been really really good. But for the first time, our right side outshone our left side, and and you know that's what we've got to do. And we've got to get the balance right if we're gonna we're gonna be pushing on. But I I felt that it was a, a good performance on um on Sunday by Bellerin, and I think that I I I. I, I, I I can see why he gets a little bit of stick. He puts himself up there with the way he looks at times and whatever. But, you know, if he plays well, I'd like to think Arsenal fans will give him the benefit and say, yeah, he has played well. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in that camp. I thought he'd done OK on Sunday. And I felt that he contributed in our win more more so than than, than Tierney. But as you say, Tierney, you know, can, can get away with it. Listen, uh, we've always had players like this, um, Fergus, that have always been scapegoated a little bit all through the Arsenal history. Um, and it, it just happens to be Bellerin is one of those. Well, you got another one, uh, Granit Xhaka. Um, personally, again, after the Palace thing uh, a long time ago, I, I've said it, he shouldn't be wearing an Arsenal shirt, and he definitely shouldn't have been given the captain's armband the other week. But that aside, um, you know, El Nenny stood in for him. And, uh, you know, El Nenny, people said, oh, he's useless, he's just this. But you do need players like that, and you do need water carriers, and El Nenny takes an awful lot of flack. David, I was going to ask you, because we're talking about... Um, Bellerin had gone down and uh, calling for the penalty as such. What did you make of Rashford's 15 attempts at doing the same? He didn't do much else, did he, on, on no. Sunday, unfortunately? He spent more time um, on the ground than on the pitch. Yeah, I think, to be fair, he, he got a bit of a sore touch at times. And that was, I think that was part of the strategy. He was a player on form coming into that match and, and, and Arsenal knew it. Um, but that's, that, I think that's part of it. I think you need a bit of that sometimes. Um, you need to be. Um, uh, I'll not use the um, the word of Mr. Mourinho uh, in that Spurs documentary, but he's right. <laughs> you, you do need to have a bit about you in these games, and um, I, I think you could say that for Arsenal on, on on Sunday. They they knew where to to target United, and Marcus Rashford was one of those players that that, that were on the on the wrong end of it, unfortunately. Uh, none of us would have watched that uh, documentary on Amazon. Nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing, because. Absolutely. Well, they didn't do much, did they? In all honesty, no. I thought that would have been quite <laughs> enjoyable for you and for you lot. No, <laughs> they built the stadium and they got no trophy room. So uh, anyway, so uh, I, I do like the meme at the moment. And what is it? Hands face space, and it's like hands. And I think it's somebody with son's hat, hands to his uh, hands up, and then somebody else with their hands to the face. Kane maybe, and then the trophy room, and it says space. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's quite funny. Um, somebody else that I want to talk about, Trev um, Saka, uh, unlucky. Uh, he had a header that, on on many other times, you know, you'd see him score that. He was lucky, but he he was quite lively in that first half. I think all the players tailed off a little bit in the second half. Um, I think they ran out of steam because they'd given so much in that first half. But what did you make of um, Saka's performance? I I, I thought that Shaka uh, Saka was, was was wonderful again. He, he he's not he's a very young man, and if you remember the back end of last season, he dropped off a bit uh, because he was tired, and he's not going to shine every game. But it, it, you can't not play him. He's he's just this amazing. So I honestly think he's the best young player in the Premier League, bar none. At the moment, right? And the only reason I think he didn't shine so much on Sunday, his work rate was brilliant, was because everyone around him had up their tempo as well. You know, it was a better team performance from the Arsenal. So you're not going to get, he's not going to stand out so much. But I thought with him and Willian playing similar positions either side, I know Willian was more forward than Saka, but Saka was getting forward a lot more. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I just can't, I can't fault the young man. But then again, I've never been able to fault the young man. You know, um, so happy with it. And listen, just before we move on, right, we mentioned that lot up the road earlier, right? And I'm not having it. I'm not having it. People keep saying there's a big six. There is not a big six, right? I'll give you a big five, 
But having a shiny new stadium doesn't make you a big club. Winning stuff and having a history makes you a big club. Their, their case is empty. They're not a big club. They've won nothing for years. Even Trev, their manager Trev, said Trev, Trev, they're Trev. not a big club. Move Trev. on from them. They're not. It's the sixth club is Leicester. They won the Premier League. There nobody you go, referred, then. There nobody go. referred to the other lot. Listen, there's more of a case for the big six for Leicester, Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa, Leeds United, Blackburn Rovers. They've all done more. They've all put a case for a big club before that mob. Mm. I'm done with it. And at about the end me, of this programme, I want to talk a bit about cheating as well. Okay. Well, we we're, 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 the old man's we're, on one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're more or less done on the game. Aubameyang was the first Arsenal player to score a penalty at Old, at Old Trafford in the Premier League. Uh, neither two previous attempts were converted by Van Persie in 2011, yeah. Gilberto seven, uh, Silva in 2006. So, you know, um, Arsenal have uh, are the second highest number of victories in the Premier League at um, Old Trafford against um, Man United. Uh, Chelsea have won 18. Arsenal have done 16 victories against them. Not Old Trafford, uh, overall against United. Um, so, yeah, o overall, I, th I think a great performance, uh, an average game. I think speaking to some neutrals, they found the game a bit tiresome and a bit boring. But I think when you've got some passion, you've got some involvement in the game, it's far easier uh, to, to enjoy it. Uh, next for um, United, you've got who have you got next then, Dave? And he knew yeah, got, he, he knew I was going to ask him this one. <laughs> is that a bit of a setup, Greg? Is it? Yeah. But actually, looking at it, I, I was um, doing it, reading a bit of a match preview earlier, and they're actually known as Istanbul quite conveniently, God, more, more commonly known. What, but Istanbul, Besik Sheer, or something to that effect. Okay. Um, but the, the team of ex United fullback Raphael. Um, he was actually quite a good player for us in his day. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're a different club in Europe at the minute, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to a Champions League game. So we're, we're quite looking forward to one of those one day soon as well. Hopefully hopefully next season. <laughs> we, we've got uh, Solskjaer's old, old team um, at Mould uh, on Thursday. Um, Trev, you want to talk about cheating then. Uh, I thought you also wanted to, to, to run down... Uh, the players, not run down the players, but look at the players. I'm looking at the average score on using BBC's uh, scoring uh, system, and they put Thomas Party as the man of the match for Arsenal on 8.19 uh, average score. Um, if you look at the equivalent Man United player, their top score uh, was for Rashford on 4.17. Um, so it really shows the, the, what the, the, the critics actually think of of the players and the performance that we doubled that I I didn't think it was that vast of a difference, but you know these these are the people who know a bit more football than us. I thought you wanted to go down the the the, the, the squad. Did you want to pick out on anybody else in the squad, Trev, that you think of? Um, well, we've, we've we've spoken about them all really. I mean, I thought that Gabriel. I, we didn't dwell too long on, on Gabriel. I thought he was immense. I thought he's tackling. Was superb, and what a calm head he's got! What a calm head he's got, and it's all about that spine, you know. So, you know, just just something to debate. I'd be interested to get Lee's view here, right? I thought that uh, I can't see Xhaka. Xhaka gets back in that side. I thought that that side looked a lot stronger without Xhaka and without Louise, right? I thought the defence looked more stable with Holding instead of Louise, and thought the midfield looked better with El Nenny instead of Xhaka. But up front, when Martinelli's fit, right, when Martinelli's fit, I want to see him in the side. So mm. does he then go out on the left where he was before and Alba moves into the middle and maybe Laka doesn't play every week? I mean, that's how oh, I would see it panning out, you know? 100%, that's what I see will happen, you know what I mean? I, I think that uh, that is going to give us an extra dimension come January. I think that It'd be like a new signing, pardon the pump, but that's what we need. I think that uh, Martinez can go out on the left and it will give us another option. I think that, for me, what I want to see with um, with Martinelli is that he's going to get as many chances as what um, Eddie's had, because I think Eddie's had a lot of chances. I don't think Martinelli under, um, under Arteta has had that many chances. I, I, he was firing... I thought he was our best player. Do you remember when Aubameyang got um, sent off and he was suspended? He was brilliant for three or four games. As soon as Aubameyang came back, Arteta left him out, I thought, very harshly. Then he got injured. 
So it'd be interesting to see where he's going to play him because I think, like you, Trev, that this is a player. This is a player that's going to give us everything. And I think that going back to the other thing, we've got some real Mikel Arteta. Let's let's get it right about Mikel Arteta. He's going to make mistakes somewhere along the line because he's still inexperienced, and I think we've got to to live with that. But he's got a he's got a, a real couple of big decisions to make. Not on Thursday because he can just change the team around, um, and and that'll be a problem. But come Sunday. He's got to make a decision with, with that midfield because there's Sobias that can play there as well. Let's face it with Sobias. People who keep uh, sort of overriding him. He's had one bad game in about 15 now for Arsenal and that was last game. So, you know, one bad game shouldn't see him out of the team. So, it'd be very, very interesting to see what um, what he's going to do there. With, with, because... with Sobias, Dolly, um, you say, and, and me and you had an exchange on the WhatsApp group, um, Sobias has had a few good games, but no exceptional games, and one bad game. It, 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 is he worth what we've cost? Is he what we're looking for? Well, I'm going to say that now. Is any, when you say he's Sorry. had one good game, he was exceptional in the cup final, exceptional in the cup final against Chelsea. He was exceptional against uh, Manchester City. I felt he was brilliant towards the end of last season. I don't think he's quite hit the heights of last season um, in these games so far, but I think that you know you could say that about a lot of the players hit and miss, and, and I think it's getting the right combination in there. But I, I still, I, I don't. I'm, I'm just going to put it out. I don't think El Nenny will play on um, um, Sunday because it's a different game. It's a different uh, approach to to when we're playing at home, we, and that's the that's the balance that he's got to get because that performance was very very good away from home, and it's accepted. But when you when you've got to be making, I think. The, the moves we've got to be pushing on to, to other teams. I, I think that maybe a little bit more guile is going to ne- be needed. But that's the decision for Mikel Arteta to, to make. And I think what, what El Nenny has done, and I think, you know, as, as Trev was alluding to, is that he's come in and shown that we've got a little bit more mobility to the, to the side when he's in the team. You know, and Shaka is, you know, I think played really well um, when he was playing. But, you know, could he have put that performance in that that, that El Nenny did? And I don't think that he could. Not not as far as um, getting about the pitch and everything like that. So I think it's going to be some really interesting um, decisions from um, from Mikel over these next uh, couple of weeks. You know, because we've got home games. You've got Wolves at home, and we've got Leeds away. I think they'll probably go back to the El Nenny situation. Do you think like Trevor against Leeds? And and I, I can see that happening. Well, what you say. Is- do you know what, Lee? What you said, mate, is really interesting there, and 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 I hadn't quite thought along them lines. And and and, and but I have said before, and, and and as you just said, you alluded it to there. It's lovely with Arteta because he has a plan B. He doesn't put the same team out week after week. He he, he considers the yeah. opposition and he puts his team out to play the opposition. But what you said then was interesting. So if El Nelny, if El Nenny doesn't play against. Villa this weekend, it'll be because Sabios comes in and not Xhaka. That's the way I see it. That's what I'd like yeah. to see. Yeah, that's what I would see. hundred percent. That's what I'd like to see because I think that he gives us just that little bit more going forward. Um, in, in, and that's not having a go at El Nini. I think that El Nini's way that he plays suits the, the system that we played against Man United. But will it, you know, when a, when a team like Aston Villa come to you and, and put men behind the ball and hit you on the break, you know, and I think that's the thing with Man United. Man United have got the same sort of similar problem to us from that point of view is that when they're, you know, as as we were saying like earlier on, that Man United have won every game away from home because teams will push on. You know, when you play at Old Trafford, they're going to sit there and, and defend and, and Man United have got to be able to break that down. I think that Man United go away from home, hit people on the break with Rashford, um, and uh, Greenwood and, and and Fernandez have got pace and things like that and Kyle, but when it's at home and you've got you've got to get in behind them, they're they're suffering. And and I think it's the same with us. You know, when they played against them down the road, they attacked Tottenham and Tottenham just hit them on, picked them off. And I think that we've got to be a little bit cautious of that um, going into to, to these home games. I don't think um, Mikel Arteta has just got it right on these home games yet. I, I, I just think he's mm. not too sure what way to go. And it'd be listen. I'd be, it'd be very interesting to see what he does come um, come Sunday. And I'd be very interested to see what he does. If look, if he plays El Nini, 
I don't think that'd be a problem. I don't got no no issue with it. But I just feel that we may lose a little bit of creative. We need that little bit more creative, a little bit more goal when we're at home. Yeah. That's the benefit of having a party, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah. I think Absolutely. party does the job of both. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you, that's a good do you know point. what, mate? I was just going to say that to Lee, David. It, it's interesting. Do you, do you think that... Uh, I, I thought that on Sunday against Man United, both Saka and, and Willian played their football a bit further up the field, you know? And and I'm wondering whether that's because they've actually got the confidence of having um, yeah. Artie that's and Gabriel behind them. It yeah, gives them that little point. bit more confidence to push on. I, I don't I don't know, but it's 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 a lovely conversation to have tonight, isn't it? Because there's so much to talk about, so many different ways to look at things. But it's all positive. It's all good, isn't it? You know, it's uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, think, I think with with Arsenal at the moment it, it, it is we've got midfield players now that we're we're sort of saying, well, they can get into the side when it was only really last season. You know, one or two. You know, we we was having to play Shaka all the time. We haven't got. We've got a bit of a luxury to say, well, okay. You know, Granite now has got a, a dilemma, and he's got to up his game. And I think that we, that that's the good thing about. But and I and I feel where where Man United may be going wrong is that they're trying to put a, a diamond in there to try and get keep to try and keep everybody happy and whatever. I think Mikel's you know going to go down that route. He's going to go down what's what's what suits the. The, the the team for this game, you know, and I think that I think he looked at well, I don't know about if you agree with this. I think he looked at what Man United were going to do and thought, right, that I'm going to set up this way. And do you know what? I've wanted that from an Arsenal coach for a very, very long time. You know, what I mean, look at the opposition, see what they've got. It might be, um, um, it might be that the next game, um, when, when you when you're playing against Villa, we've got to nullify Grealish. So it might be that we we put somebody else out in in, in a position to, to to nullify that. I love it. You know, Alex Ferguson used to do that all the time against us. He used to change his system every time when we played us and nullify us and it, and and yeah. and, and, and get result. And then the next week, he'd take that player out and whoever it would be and, and uh, play his normal team. And I think that. That's I, I I like to see that. It's not a it's not a knock at the uh, um, uh, at the team. It's it's just you know being proactive. Mate, mate, you're you're exactly right. You you couldn't have put it better, mate. And and I just I don't like going back to Wenger, but I am going to go back to Wenger in this instance because there's a comparison to be made. You know, I I never said a bad word about Arsene Wenger. I knew it was time he went, but that was his downfall for his last few years. Of, of, yeah. of his career at Arsenal, Arsene Wenger. He didn't have a plan B. Arsenal put the same side out and played the same way, whether we were playing Liverpool or whether we were playing Burnley. It didn't matter. So so sides knew what they were going to play against. And they worked us out and they beat us on a regular basis. And, and, and we struggled. And, and this is the great thing. I think Emery, in fairness, did try it, but Emery never had the backing of the players. But Arteta seems to have the backing of the players. Arteta plans for each game. You can see that. You can see by selection and the way he sets up. And it excites me greatly. So I couldn't agree with you more, Lee. Yeah, we, we put a side out to, to suit our opposition the way we need to play. Love it. Arteta, Love it. Arteta said, and sorry, guys, my PC crashed, so you lost me for a few minutes. But uh, um, uh, Arteta away, said Did you go? That? I didn't even know. Cheers. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> thanks, Trev. Uh, I said, I want, I want to generate belief, um, and I've asked them to be the team who they are right now. I'm delighted we come, we played with lots of courage and big personality, and I think that's what you're talking about. Just generate, generate self belief, uh, and it did feel a bit like a, I don't know. The, we watch '89 and stuff like that, and and you see what George Graham did and how and what he built. Uh, and and Fergie probably done it to a certain degree, the siege mentality sort of thing. Uh, Mourinho has done it over the years, and and I think not quite siege mentality, but definitely built some sort of you know mentality of like you know let's let's do this as a team. Uh, unlike where you look at the United team uh, as they are at the minute, they they seem to be a bunch of individuals rather than rather than actual. Um, a united team touching briefly ahead to next weekend uh villa away lee what's your thoughts on villa away Grealish, you mentioned Grealish. he's going to be uh a force to be reckoned with mm. um is he as good as everyone talks about 
I love him at Arsenal. I absolutely love him at Arsenal. I think he's a fantastic player. I think Why? he's everything that Arsenal need. He takes on players. He makes things happen. Um, I don't think he's in the greatest team in the world, but he he, he gets he gets them going. You imagine if he was playing in a team with top top players around him. I just think that um, what he does is he take what, what what Arsenal haven't got and what Arsenal need is uh, they need someone that's going to get the ball, take it forty yards. Uh, a ball carrying player, go around players and make things happen, and I think he's perfect for that, and that's why I think he'd be perfect in the in the Mikel Arteta system. But mm. I think we've got to be cautious. Where would you play, Lee? I would play. I would play. I would play. I'd play a four-three-three, and I'd play him in front of the the two big two midfield players. So I would go that down that route, um, and it would mean that Saka would have to probably fight it out on the left hand side. With um, with um, with uh, Martinelli, but I also think with Grealish, I think that he can play along, a play play on those that right hand side as well. Um, so I think that there's a couple of positions that he can play. But I would like to see him play as as the the uh, the midfield creative midfield player, if you like. You know, the one that's going to you know like the one we're probably we're going to go for a while. But um, that that would be the one that I would like to. That's the role where I'd like to see him play. Obviously, it's not going to happen because I don't think Arsenal have got 80 million to spend on him, like you know what I mean. But I would like to see him there. I think he's going to be always causes a few problems. But I, I think, I do you know what? I think Aston Villa have, rec have recruited really well this, this season. I think they've got, um, with the boy up front, they've, they've brought in um, uh, Ross Barkley as well. I think it's a decent player. And of course, you know, it's the battle of the goalkeepers on Sunday, isn't it? To see who's uh, who's going uh, keep, to keep, keep the clean sheet is going to be interesting. Have you seen uh, the 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 Twitter sphere on Emmy uh, since he's left in seven goals in the last two games or whatever? They've just uh, you know they, they didn't they, have a chance with any of them on what I see of it on match of the day. They didn't have a chance. Oh no, that's ridiculous. Um, um, Trev, thoughts on the Villa game? Yeah, I think oh, as always, Fergus is a bit boring. Really, I think we'll win. I think I, I think that that. that Arteta has had a really good look at his team last week and the week before. He, he learned. I bet Arteta will have learned more from us getting mugged off by Leicester than he would have us beating Man United. I'm telling you, because we did get mugged by Leicester, and and Leeds got mugged by Leicester last night. Although it was four one, they, mm. it was four goals that they just they just took 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 Leeds apart without them really knowing it. So Arteta will he's learning all the time, like Lee said earlier. Um, Arteta will put a team out to beat Aston Villa and I really think that we'll do the job and as Lee said we tied Grealish down we tied Grealish down but Grealish is not coming up against you know what he used to he's coming up against Partey and Gabriel and uh, and Tierney yeah. and an on-form Bellerin so he's, he, Grealish doesn't dance all around us Villa have got a dodgy keeper can't save a thing so um <laughs> I'm looking forward to us winning on Sunday. And by the way, Fergus, we're at home to Villa, not away, like you said earlier, son. And Did I say sometimes away? I wonder where you yeah, can I'll... host the show. You know, I'll just... uh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. The, the, the annoying, the annoying thing uh, for a Villa fan, if you think it from their point of view, it's their fourth pay pay per view game that they've got. So that's like sixty quid to watch Villa on top of the normal Sky stuff. Uh, it's been moved to seven fifteen. On a Sunday night, outrageous! It's absolutely crap. Don't do it. And and I'm glad it's moved to later because we play on Thursday night. Uh, David, you play uh, tomorrow night um, in Turk uh, against the Turkish side. Are you playing home or away? I can't remember. I don't look. Don't look down. That away far, tomorrow um, and away on at the weekend actually as well, which is yeah. music to my ears in the Premier League mm. at the moment. Everton, that could be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah. I was just well, going to say. Everton and Villa, sorry, David, Everton and Villa were both flying high at the beginning of the season. Okay, they've dropped off a little bit. Leicester have, mm. top have stolen their thunder a bit. But is this Ollie's last game? <laughs> it can't be. It can't. Look, it's one of those things, I think. I thought about it a little Isn't bit this weekend. coming up, though, David. Well, yeah. I think you should have to ask yourself... I've asked myself two questions, I think, since Sunday. And the first of which is, 
is he still there because it's Oli? You know, if this was if this was another manager that didn't have sort of pre-existing ties to the club and the reputation he does, it might have been a different story by now. Um, that said, I think who, who do you replace him with? I think the only the obvious option, of course, is Potch. Um, He's in the country. Well, I don't think right. Did you see him last night? I don't think he made his. Uh, I don't think he was. He was sort of hiding the fact that that's that's where his head's at, or where his mind's at. And if it came to it, it would be something I guess I could get behind. I think. Look, he's 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 one of these managers that always, if nothing else, makes has a hardworking team. I think they were talking about that in Sky last night, actually. Whereas Southampton team and then his Spurs team were um, two of, at least on paper, the the most sort of hardest working teams. And I think at times that's something what United lack at the moment. Um, but no, I think I think Solskjaer needs a little bit more time. And, and to be honest, fair it's the players, in my opinion. Um, I, I agree. I agree. So I thought it was interrupted there, David. But I think Manchester United would be mad, absolutely mad, if they don't snap him up sooner or later. Pochettino. Well, this is the thing, out for someone like Pochettino to come in there, and I really do think that you know I've, I've watched um, Man United. It's not the first time that Ollie's messed it up tactically. He messed it up against Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final, picking the wrong team. And I think when it comes, you know, he got he got lambasted against Tottenham. You know, he got out-tacted by, you know what, I, I, when the, by the way, we've been done by Crystal Palace on a couple of occasions on the counter-attack as well with what they've got. I just think that, you know, he's about, I think that if Manchester United continue with Ollie. I think you're going to struggle. I think it's. I think if you lose against Everton, it gives them the perfect opportunity to to come yeah. in with um, with with Pochettino. I don't. Would, um, would, I... Sorry. Would 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 um. Potch I hope not... you keep Ollie, by the way. <laughs> Likewise. Um. Do, do, you, do you not think Poch might wait for City because Pep isn't going to be there much longer? I don't think. I don't think he can wait. I think Pep's going to be there for a little. You know, he's been out for a year now. Why has he come back? into the country now and why is he making um, himself known a little bit now mm. while Man United are in a little bit of a funny you know Manchester United are in 17th it doesn't look good I, I just think it's you know I also I'm going to say this now I'm going to say I think he was promised that job but Ollie done so spectacularly really? well wow. at that time that he couldn't they couldn't get rid of Ollie. they yeah. couldn't get rid of him Plus, there's twelve and a half million pounds in a garden and leave severance package that all Tottenham did. Uh, that, that that's all be, all paid. He's now available on the marketplace. So yeah. But look, I think on the subject of Ollie, I think look, if if we're gonna we're gonna give him stick for getting it wrong against against Arsenal, um, you have to you have to give him credit for getting it right against Leipzig and against PSG. Yeah, that's um, you know, Leipzig, I'm pretty sure are league leaders in Germany at the moment, and you know, PSG don't need, um, you know, don't don't need any introduction. So, look, I think it's it's, it's inconsistency at the moment, and I think if our if United had a one on Sunday, you know, I I certainly would have been incredibly optimistic about about our mm. chances this season. So, I think it's it's. Yeah, it's one of these things. I, I think he does deserve a little bit more time, but I think when Poch is looming, it's it, it's a, it's quite yeah. tempting. I, I, I think football is just all up in the air. Go on, Trev, you're going to say something. I think it's all up in the air. I just, just don't forget this. Sky TV are very clever at spinning things, you know, very clever at spinning things. And there's only one reason that Sky had Pochettino on, and that's to get all us lot talking like we are now, you know, and, and, and get the debate going and... Uh, that that's what they do. They're clever, you know. I I I, I want to see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer stay at Man United a bit longer. Um, but don't forget, you know, Pochettino's record speaks for itself. Pochettino took a tiny club that's won nothing for about sixty years to a Champions League final. All right, he didn't win it, but he worked miracles there, you know, because they don't win a thing, you know. So um, he, he he's got a cracking record, Pochettino, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him in there. You know, lead lead to both. We're, we're agreeing a lot tonight, Lou. Mind you, we yeah, always do. Inter always international break coming up. That's a horrible time for managers yeah. that are under a bit of pressure because it gives mm. these chairmen and that and owners a bit of time to to think about what they're doing. You know. 
Boys, it has been absolute pleasure to have you on. Lee's great to see you back again. Hang on, Fergus. Hang on a minute. Fergus, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I want to, this, it's only at 50, we're not an hour yet, right? This, I just want to start a little bit of a chat, but I want to do this because David's in here, right? And I don't want it, I want it to come from another fan, not an Arsenal fan, right? I want an opinion. And I, I just want to briefly talk about cheating, right? Because cheating has crept into our game. You know, a lot of players dive nowadays, right? A lot of players make a mountain out of a tackle. A lot of players are all around the referee. Uh, a lot of players, you know, go down too easily. But cheating, for me, at this season has been taken to another level, right? Another level. And I'm not saying this because I'm an Arsenal fan. You can say what you want about it. Cheating this season has been taken to another level by that bloke up the road, Mr. Kane, right? Mr. <laughs> Kane is trying to deliberately injure players. He doesn't watch the ball. He waits until they jump in the air. He looks over his shoulder, waits until they jump in the air. Then he ducks under them, tips them over in the air, and they fall down on top of him. Not only is he going to really seriously hurt a player, he's not even watching the ball. He's not even playing football. To play football, you have to watch the ball. And young Mr. Kane needs to pull his socks up and stop it. Because it is we've had cheating, we, we accept it as football fans, we still go to games, but that's taking it to another level. When you're not looking at the ball and you're looking at physically harming a player out of order, bang out of order, it needs to be said that it needs to be stopped. That's coming from an Arsenal fan, so say what you want, but it's wrong. I just wonder what David thought about that. Well, I'm, I'm I'm still to see I'm still to see something worse than Jordan Pickford this season. In all honesty, um, that that's 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 took the biscuit. I think. Yeah. Um, yes. Wait a minute, David. Before you go on, listen to the point I'm making. Right, listen to the point I'm making. All coaches from from under fives to 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 whatever level say to play football, you have to watch the ball. Right, you have to watch the ball. Jordan Pickford's tackle was horrendous. Right. But he was watching the ball, and you can make a case for it not being done on purpose, right? If you look, if you take it apart, someone makes a point there of Didier Drogba dived. Yeah, Didier Drogba dived. Uh, who was the first bloke, the German bloke that started it all off? Klinsman, he dived. All players dived, but they're all watching the ball. They're all trying to buy a tackle, a foul, but they're not trying to injure another player. They're watching the oh. ball, and they're not trying to injure another player. This is different level think, for me. I also think with Harry Kane, he gets away with it, right? Because he's England captain. Do you remember when Alan Shearer used to get away with things because he's England captain? I, I'm, I'm with you. Martin Keown summed it up fantastically on match of the day. Called it, called him out on it. Like you know, that's the second time he's done it. It's not for me. It's a foul the other way. You know, yeah. you know, he's backing into the player, but he does it. What what I will say for him, he does it very very cleverly, Trev. He does it very, very but isn't carefully. This, isn't this what VAR is for? Absolutely. Well, VAR is. Unfortunately, VAR is run by referees that are incompetent. And that's that's the way. Not only that, look at the look at the tackle, you know, from the Spurs player. He's, he's got it wrong in that game. He's gone over his monitor and he's still give it like, you know what I mean? It's unbelievable. You can't write it. But yeah, yeah I, I think that, you know, I think it was a foul. Uh, Martin Keown thought it was a foul. That's because probably he's got his Arsenal out on their side but I, I do believe that's twice he's done it now and twice he's got away of it yeah and um yeah but looking uh, um, over his shoulder looking yeah. waiting for that player to jump then getting under him and lifting him onto his back it's it's it's, it's cheating at another level mate it's unacceptable unacceptable if he weren't so big, I'd find him, track him down myself and sort him out but he's a bit bigger and younger than me so I'll keep <laughs> out of his way <laughs> he ain't uglier <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we we need to do a couple of shout outs uh, for former Arsenal manager or head coach uh, Unai Emery. It's his birthday today. Um, Ian, right, right, right. It's his birthday as well today. But somebody more famous than all of them put together, the podcast whore, Mr. Daniel Potts. <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Potsy. Happy birthday, Dan. Listen, Dan's on, Dan's on same old Arsenal. He's on Highbury Squad. He's probably on Five Live Talk Sport and probably CNN. And he's probably doing Fox. He's probably over in America 
doing the Trump election right now, non non <laughs> non potsy. So, <laughs> um, listen, uh, David, thanks very much for facing the music. Uh, well uh, done, David. Brave, brave man. Brave man. David. Yeah. As I said earlier, Lee, thanks very much, and hopefully it's not so long the next time. I know you got stuff going on, and we've all got lots no, going. No, on. No, we've we've got always time. Always a pleasure. Always yeah. a pleasure. No pubs Lee, for a month. Lee. Hey, thoughts, thoughts with you tomorrow, my friend. Thoughts with you tomorrow, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. And Trevor, as always, thank you very much. Um, only one last thing to say. Up the arse. Up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.